Hi, everyone. I'm David Blundauer, and welcome to this bonus episode of Conversation with a Manager, Stories from the Frontline. This podcast is dedicated to the proposition that managers, particularly frontline managers, are key to an organization's success. This podcast is also in search of the best advice and counsel from experienced managers for anyone who's new to the role of being a manager. Here's your host, Steve King. We want to return to Betsy Hagen's interview with Banu Polta Hill and pull out another topic they discuss during that hour together. We first met Banu in episode 10 of our first podcast season. If you did not get a chance to hear that episode about how managers can successfully engage employees, I hope you get an opportunity to do so. It's a wonderful episode packed with great insights. When someone is an individual contributor, they get rewarded largely for their technical or functional skill set and performance. Once they become a manager, they can have the sense that they have lost control since they no longer are the doer, other people are the doers. This is the first transitional challenge Banu speaks to. The second is the need for a new manager to come to terms with their own world perspectives. We all see the world through our own lens of experiences. No doubt a manager's worldview will be different than many on the team. Banu shares her going-in worldview when she started managing and speaks to the challenge it created for her. The headline for me in this episode, each of us bring our own learned experiences into new relationships and managers that can do some successful self-reflection on those learned experiences will both leverage their best and bring out the best in others. Perhaps you'll find some additional insights as well. So enjoy this additional time with Banu. What was your first managerial position? Um, what were you doing? What was it like? How many people did you have um, back down memory lane? Yeah, you know, um, I actually I was in charge of a pre-college program that was designed to build a pipeline um, program for uh, diverse, particularly underserved populations into higher ed. And I had about 15 to 16, depending on the, we had about 15 and a half FTEs, full-time employees, and um, a large team. So each of them had teams that worked for them. And during the summer, we had over 100 employees because of that's when the academic enrichment programs would occur. And that was really my first time managing a large group of people. And, um, you know, that was a that was a daunting experience, Um, although I have to say it shaped a lot um, of who I am, even as an individual today. So one of the um, things I realized, do you want me to talk about how it was a challenge? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Or any challenges that you whether it's your first experience or other experiences. I mean, it was love to hear. That's a huge group. I mean, that for your first. Yeah. Yeah, and, for your first sort of entree into man- management, like wow, that yeah. that is the deep that is a deep end of a swimming pool right it there. Is, <laughs> it is, and I went from you know prior to that I had two part time employees, so I didn't quite count that as a, but this was really my first real leadership management role, and the biggest challenge I found was that this constant fear of ensuring that my team is performing as it, its best. Because I was so used to that I can control my performance and this idea of now I have all these people and 
I can't control their performance to the same extent. Um, and also, you know, especially I don't want to be a pest and constantly bother them. So that challenge and just reconciling the idea that people will do their best, that what I need to do is to focus on what motivates them and what resources or guidance they need from me. A key learnings from or challenges from that era for you? I think the other thing is that I learned is, you know, I became more aware of sort of my own limitations um, that I'm bound by because of my upbringing. So, for example, um, you know, as growing up in India, we are socialized not to challenge authority, not to you're especially for women, particularly, you know, it's not encouraged. And um, and that seniority, it's very much a hierarchical culture where, you know, um, if you're older, if you're more senior, you um, you always are assumed to be right. Mm -hmm. And so that I learned from this team as well. You know, those I didn't think I had these deeply ingrained um, cultural sort of ideas that I wasn't even aware of. Um, that you don't challenge or that I learned a lot about, no, there are times that you have to be courageous, you have to be brave and speak up, um, despite the fact that you might be speaking up to someone who's been in their position for 40 years, um, you know, that that's part of the role. So I think in terms of professional maturity, that was a big part of it was just self-awareness of how, what lens I'm viewing the world through. And that actually um, there are aspects that I really admired about my team that they were, I saw them to be so brave and, you know, so courageous that they could, um, that they felt comfortable doing certain things, they uh, questioning status quo. So it, it gave me a view into different worlds and that yeah. I could adapt and take on some of those characteristics. If you enjoyed this bonus episode of Conversation with a Manager, feel free to listen to our first season of full-length episodes relevant to all managers. And between podcasts, consider picking up a copy of Steve King's book, Six Conversations, a simple guide for managerial success, a book that explores six essential conversations that team members want to have with their manager and managers should want to have with those team members.